Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 48 of Swimming Upstream. Danny DeVivo and I are super excited to bring you an exclusive interview today with arguably the best pitcher in all of minor league baseball in the month of April, Patrick Monteverde of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. All this man did in the month of April, 26 innings pitched, one earned run, a 0.35 ERA, and a 38 to 4 strikeouts to walks ratio. Just absolutely insane numbers and an insane start to the year for this lefty who is really starting to make a name for himself in this Marlins system. How did he get here? How did he accomplish what he did this past month? And how does he keep it going the rest of the year? We get into all of that and so much more with Patrick Monteverde. So without any further ado, guys, here you go. Our exclusive conversation with Patrick Monteverde. Enjoy. guys pleased to be joined today on the show by arguably the best pitcher in minor league baseball last month <laughs> Patrick Monteverde of Pensacola Blue Wahoos Pat man thanks so much for being here thanks so much for doing this congrats on the success last month how we doing yeah thank you very much happy to be here uh thanks for having me again um doing well can't complain um Great. feeling good feeling good guys are winning too and here in Pensacola hard to complain right right yeah got you all right, cool. So uh, I guess we'll start off. Me and Danny will just tag team it. Um, starting back, I want to start back at college. Um, your college your college journey is um, unique. Um, not just this guy that came out of high school and went straight to a D1 school. You pitched at three different levels of college. So the first question is, tell me about how this journey through college and having to prove yourself continuously at these three different levels kind of prepped you for what you're doing now as a pro. I think it was my junior year of high school. Uh, my pitching coach asked me what I wanted to do with this game. And I told him, I said, I want to, you know, I want to get to the league. I want to be one of the best. And he said, well, I'm not saying you can't do it, but, you know, you're 17 and you haven't really peaked yet. So you might be a, a late bloomer. So <clears throat> when you don't get some phone calls, don't be alarmed. Right. I, I told him, I said, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, and, you know, I had to go D3 out of high school. Uh, didn't really have a choice there. But I think it was – it was the best situation for me at the time because after my freshman year, that gave me the confidence that I needed to pitch at any level after that. And then entered the portal after my freshman year. I got one phone call. It was Seton Hill, uh, Division II school back home in Pennsylvania. And Maz really shaped my work ethic. So Virginia Wesleyan shaped my confidence. Seton Hill shaped my work ethic and kind of my mental behind my game and then tech kind of put everything together and I was able to perform on that type of platform. So Pat, I believe it was 2018, maybe wrong, um, that you had Tommy John surgery. 2019. 2019. Tell us about kind of just that process uh, mentally, physically going through that, um, knowing that a draft was coming soon, relatively soon. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so <clears throat> before I got hurt, I'm not going to say the club's name, but there was a club that was really high on me. Uh, so it was looking good. It was, And then when I got hurt, they told me I would drop anywhere from five to ten rounds from where they had me originally. So in terms of getting drafted, my my mental wasn't really shook that much. It was just more so 
not being able to get on the field and help my help my guys win. Uh, but you know what they say and what they do can be different, right. and it was very different. So come draft, I I opted out, went back to school. But going back to TJ, that was it was pretty life changing. Honestly, it really opened my eyes, gave me a new perspective. Uh, I mean. You know, it's a cliche, but you can't take anything for granted. Um, and up to that time, nothing like that had really happened to me in the game. So it was much needed, I'd say. But, I mean, I'm out on the other side now on top of it. So everything happens for a reason. But, yeah, it was pretty tough at first. Gotcha. So you come back the year yeah. at, a, at Tech, like you said, um, 2021, right? Um, and then the Marlins call you in the eighth round of the draft. So, um, up to the draft, tell me about that experience, the phone call from, um, you know, DJ Kim, um, the people with the Marlins, your thoughts on joining the Marlins. Have you, had you been to Florida before? Um, yeah. So, uh, just the draft experience as a whole. So I, I got a call from my agent actually, um, said, Hey, congrats. You were just drafted by the Marlins in the eighth round. And my stream was about 10 seconds behind. So I said, okay. I whispered. I just said, hey, okay, let me call you right back. And my mom was sitting right next to me. And she said, who is that? And I said, no, nobody. Don't worry about it. And when the Marlins pick came on, it was obviously me. And everybody that was in that room, I thought needed to be in that room. Uh, it was obviously my parents who I wouldn't be there without. My best friend a couple other family members. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a picture perfect day. Uh, but <clears throat> hearing the, hearing my name come from Miami was, I guess a little bit of a shock for me. I only talked to them one time pre draft and it was back in March, right after a start. And my area scout actually had to take a leave of absence due to the the heart condition for COVID. So not that I threw him out the window, but I was like, well, the one guy that saw me is now no longer with him. So, but I mean, you're talking about a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, I'm very blessed and thankful that it was them. Right, right. Um, Miami does have that reputation right now of being able to develop pitchers and, and being being really good for um you know in, in the pitcher's journey towards the big league so so definitely um so okay so now now, now you're a pro man and uh i know you, you pitched that first year uh complex league uh but then um right after that for 2021 or yeah you were 2022 sorry you were um challenged with high a how, how was that experience I thought I was ready for it. I thought I had a really good spring training, really good instructs. I proved myself what kind of competitor and what kind of pitcher I am. Um, I mean, there's no secret. I'm not going to blow you away with my heater. But my ability to mix four pitches in any count and show the differential of speeds at you and fill up the strike zone, um, you know, that, that's been getting outs for 150 years. Right. It's not going to change now. No matter how many people are throwing 100 now, that's that's still place in any level. 
And that was all I really tried to do, just get 0-1, get strike one, and after that, you know, mix, change speeds, and get outs, get deep into a game, save the bullpen. And thus far, it's, you know, it's worked pretty well. Right, absolutely. Um, so Pensacola a little bit last year, and then, of course, this year. Um, tell me about this team, man. It's a lot of the same guys uh, from last year that are back with this team. You got a couple new guys coming in. Fitter just came in. Um, a couple other guys as well that are, that are they're mixing around a bit, but mostly the same lineup of the, the team that won it all last year, right? So mostly the same group of guys. So tell me about this group as a whole. We've talked to a couple of other guys. Tell us, yeah, we know it's about development. We want to win, too. So this winning culture in Pensacola and what you think of this team overall? This team is something special. We noticed it in spring training. Uh, Smoke told me, I think the second week of spring training, he said, when we're rolling, we might not lose a game. But obviously <laughs> it's a game we get hot and cold. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, let me tell you, I, what have we won, eight straight? Yeah, Everybody, no, don't, none of us don't think or think that we're playing well either, to be honest with you. None of us are clicking on all cylinders in the lineup. The pitching staff, we still have some stuff to work on as a unit, as a whole. So when this club gets rolling, I'm telling you, this is going to be something special. Uh, it's a lot of fun. This clubhouse is a ton of fun. There's never a dull moment in there. <laughs> There's a lot of personalities, a lot of guys. A lot of the new guys just fit right in. Too. And they weren't afraid to be themselves off of, you know, off it. So it's a ton of fun. And, you know, we're pushing each other, too. That's what really makes a good clubhouse great is not the fun and the, you know, chemistry, but it's the ability to push each other when we need it and holding us accountable. Right. And the thing is that, you know, promotions will start rolling in, too, um, meaning you guys leaving the AAA or even to the, the big league. So um, that's that's really a, just obviously a fun part of it. New blood, but also new challenges. Um, so you, you went a little bit into your stuff, you know, into, into your pitches, but you know, what I have a, a cutter, uh, obviously that beautiful change up as well. And the curve, what's your favorite pitch? Right now, I'd say my change up, hmm. but when everything's on those, those first two weeks, I had my call it the A stuff. When I have my A stuff, my I call it a slutter too. It's a sliding cutter. Mm -hmm. Two plenty, 86, 88. Um, when that thing's on, it tunnels off my fastball so well. It's I've had a lot of success with it. But right now I'm kind of in between with it. Right. Uh, but yeah, right now change up feels really good. Awesome, man. All right. Uh, next one got for you. Um, I guess kind of in line with the stuff, man. Um, Dave Island. Um, I want to talk about this guy. I think this guy, you know, we talk about all the stuff that this staff has with Yuri, yourself, um, fitters, like I said, now they're Dax, like all these guys that we know have great stuff. Um, but man, how important is this guy to you guys? Um, what does he do for you? How do you guys work together? Um, yeah, uh, obviously it's a long, long tenured baseball guy. He's been around for a long time, coached at a lot of different levels, but yeah, tell us about Dave. Cause um, I don't think he gets talked about enough. Yeah, I think you're right. Dave's resume speaks for itself. Um, for those of you who don't know, he has two Cy Youngs and two World Series rings under his belt as a coach. Hmm. So when that guy's talking, you you shut your mouth <laughs> and you listen. Uh, <laughs> he's probably forgot more than we all know combined. Uh, yeah. 
he's helped me vitally uh, every week. Last year when I got up here, not that I was timid, but it was almost like an unknown just because I've never played in this league. And I've, you know, you always hear stories about double A growing up, but that's, that's the, the big step in minor league baseball. Uh, that's where I get boys become men, so to speak. And <clears throat> this year I wrote in and we go over our scouting reports and we had a talk. He was like, listen, if you just pitch, you just, if, if you go out there and be money, you're going to win this. Like, you're going to give this team a really good chance to win this game. You're going to miss barrels. They're going to be uncomfortable at bats. You're going to get weak contact. And, you know, just go out there and be you. And if you need to fight and figure some stuff out along the way, so be it. There's seven guys behind you that can play defense and one in front. That's it. I mean, I like the idea. I like the plan. Let's go do it. And, I'd say the first month was a real test and, you know, attribute to Dave, just telling me how to pitch and telling me to go be myself, more or less. Right, and now going also from that, coming from that, um, obviously it's great to see when pitchers do well in the lower levels, lower, high age, it's cool, and you can see the projection. Now when you get to the higher levels and you do what, you know, something like what you did last month, um that's when really like head starts turning right now i guess my question here is how do you keep up that i'm um, that amazing start that consistency now that the league kind of starts to know you and they start to adjust um, without giving away too many secrets but um you know what's the mentality there i mean it's hard to I mean, people have been pitching like that for 150 years, you know? Right. Greg Maddox talked about uh, – what did he call it? The velocity – the the deception of velocity. So if it's mm-hmm. – for example, if it's 85 right down the middle, it looks like it's 85 to the hitter. Right. Now, if it's 85 inside, it looks like 88. If it's 85 inside and up, it looks like 92 and vice versa. So 92 to 78, that's 14 miles an hour speed difference. And it's the same pitch. Now, if I throw a change up there at 80 miles an hour low and away, it looks like 70. That followed 92 up and in, it looks like 98. So keeping hitters off balance, I mean, that's, I guess, it's, I mean, it's not really a secret for me. That's what I do. Um, and if I think you're comfortable, you're not going to be comfortable. I'll, I'll throw you, move your feet get you out of the way or something but for me it's just about staying consistent in my routine no matter the level i'm just trying to get 01 i'm trying to get outs um, and if they think they have a something on me to where they know what i'm throwing i i'd say it's pretty hard because i think i'm 30 percent or 28 percent with every pitch yeah it's, it's about that mix and it's about that command right yeah absolutely it's about putting the ball where you want. I mean, I love watching Greg Maggs grow up. I know. Uh, he did it, man. Yeah. I, was, I mean, 86, he's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. I mean, that's the type of pitcher I see myself as. Obviously, he's, you know, head and shoulders above me right now. But I think I can get there at one point. Um, and that's what I'm striving to be out there. I love it. 
great great role model to have. I grew up watching Greg too. It's fabulous. Um, he's on the Braves, which yeah, not fun at the moment. My favorite thing, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So, um, couple more, and we'll let you get out for the day, man. Uh, it's been awesome so far. But um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask this question. Um, there's a report that came out about testing being done in the Southern League with baseball, right? So I want to ask you about this ball. Um, is it different from what you've thrown before? Do you feel the difference? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Um, what do you think about it? You can definitely feel the difference. You can see the difference, too. Uh, honestly, I love it. I love it. When I got here last year, I struggled a little bit with the new baseballs. And actually, Josh Simpson kind of gave me a trick on what he did. So not create stick, but just to dry you out. So the balls, because if you sweat with those, the balls that we used last year, it feels like you're throwing a, a cue ball wrapped in lotion. It was pretty tough to spin your stuff. But these ones, it's like if there's sweat on your hands, the ball almost absorbs the sweat. And it's, you're able to rip it. And I rarely go to the rosin bag in a game. And last year it was every pitch. So, yeah, I mean, I love the balls. I don't think they're going to keep it because the walks are up across the league. I seem to be the only one that likes it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's all right. It'll, it'll be an adjustment when the day comes, when we go back to them. Second to last one for you that I'll take, and then Danny will close it out for the day. Um, we've had a lot of great starts this year, man. Um, like we can go through all of them and, and see something that you did that was impressive. Um, but I want to talk about one in particular that meant a lot to you for what you put on social media as the Easter Sunday start. You go out, you get a season or I'm sorry, career high in strikeouts. Um, so I'm going to let you tell us, um, why was this start really special for you? Well, first of all, it was Easter Sunday. Um, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm religious. I'm Catholic. So Easter, you know, it's a very important day for me and my family. And it also happened to fall on my grandmother's 100th birthday. Um, she passed away, but nonetheless, still a very special, important day. Uh, and just starting the starting the season off on the right foot is, I think, vital. You know, that's they almost talk about first impressions are the most important things. And that's my first impression of this of this year. And coming off of a horrible spring training, uh, it was a good. It felt really good to get one under my belt, and it was in a very special way too. That makes sense, man. Let's finish up. Um, tell tell us what a what a successful rest of twenty twenty three looked like for you. What do you have in your sights? For me individually, I'd say staying healthy, keeping my same mentality. Uh, Sticking to my routine, not not giving in to the to the success right now, and thinking I'm oh, I'm okay. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got to stay on my routine. I got to keep my head down. Uh, work harder than I've ever worked. Uh, I think next start and my head is the most important start of my life. So I got to have a really good week, uh, especially coming off of last night. Didn't have my best stuff. Uh, ran out of gas there in the sixth. Uh, and I'm, I don't want that to happen again. I want to be able to go seven next week. And in terms of the team, won another championship. You know, we broke a seven-year streak last year. And I'm telling you, this team is something special here. Uh, if we get rolling at the right time, we can beat anybody. We can beat anybody.
So win another championship, stay healthy. And Beautiful. get the clubhouse as bonded as possible. Because there's a good opportunity in there to for us to have something really special on the field. But it starts in there. Got it. Well, that's where we'll end it, man. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Me and Danny really, really do appreciate it. Great stuff. Um, we'll let you get back to it here on, I guess, on your cool down day. So appreciate you coming on, making the time for us. Um, we'll be watching, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. So there you have it, guys. Some amazing stuff from Patrick Monteverde, who just strikes you as a student of the game, a guy who knows how to make the most of the resources that he has at his expense, and as a guy who knows the importance of knowing himself knowing how to prepare and perform as nobody else other than Patrick Monteverde. And as we've seen so far this year, that knowledge and self-awareness is paying off in dividends for him. We are super excited to see what this player can continue to show the rest of the season and beyond. So that's going to do it, guys, for today on the show. We appreciate Patrick for taking the time to speak with us, and we thank the Pensacola Blue Wahoos and the Miami Marlins for helping us put it together. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time on Swimming Upstream.